Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is the 25th Marvel Cinematic Universe movie and the first to star a predominantly Asian-American cast. But is this a 10 out of 10 rings or a gut punch to the franchise? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Popscorn. Entertainment Movie Review Podcast, and today we're talking about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. In person, again. Yay! The fact that we have to celebrate this every time we're back in the same room. But I didn't get COVID somehow! Yay! Yay. We did it. Somehow, the person who did have COVID, who was their close contact, came out of quarantine before we did. Yeah, that makes sense. So... Bully, uh, my NSF, NHS app has still not told me that I need to self-isolate, <laughs> so I don't think it's going to anytime soon. But yes, I'm fine, and we're back in person, hopefully for the foreseeable future. I just I just wanted to play like Rule Britannia under that whole like, thing, <laughs> just like, oh god, we're real fucked up. Um, I haven't touched the PS5 yet in the other update I know you're all waiting for. It's going to happen soon. Yep. It's in the other room, <laughs> close to it. Yes, we are in the, I haven't named this location. Uh-uh. Uh, we're in... Castle Owen, I don't fucking know. It's not the it's not the Fortress of Doom. I had to think of something else. It'll do. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, we're here to talk about a Marvel movie. Who knew? We're all, if it's normal again, <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So you've only said to me you had thoughts. Yep. Now sometimes that can mean good. Sometimes that can mean bad. I pretty much showed my hand to you Yeah. I text you, because I didn't think you'd seen it by this point. Yeah. I saw it on Saturday, and I just text you, fucking hell, Michael, get your ass to see Shang-Chi, and you just love all you've seen it, mate. Seen it, yeah. Saw it on the Friday as it came out. And you were like, so you thought it was good then, and I just retweeted myself saying, fucking hell, Michael. I was like, yeah, pretty much. So you thought it was good. I really you liked really it. You really enjoyed it. I really liked it. I really liked Half of it. Oh, no. It's. I have thoughts because half of it, I was a bit bored. And okay. It makes, I don't hate the movie in any stretch of the form. I think in terms of like phase three and four origins, mm. pretty fucking good, actually. Yeah. And like in terms of offering something completely new to this franchise, big ticks in that box. There's just... I don't feel like it was as put. Do you remember Ant Man? <laughs> I He's back in Pogful. Um, <laughs> I remember Ant Man. I feel like that's a better origin movie. Well, this is the thing. They famously said we're no longer doing origin movies. We're not. And they've ever since been trying to find loopholes in their own sentence of how they get around that. Yeah. In that. Technically, he's already Shang-Chi, yeah. and he's already a martial arts badass. It's just him being forced to kind of re-emerge, I guess. Yeah, it's kind Does of... Does that Because it's not... It's based... If you were to take out all of the... Because uh, this film is a, very much front-loaded with a lot of backstory, and mm. continues throughout the movie. And then, I guess, when you find Shang-Chi, or Sean, uh, it's very much in media res. He already is this character. Yeah. And that's how they got round it this time. I wonder how they're going to get round it for Moon Knight and She-Hulk and all these other characters. Eternals feel like they're going to need some level of explanation. Oh, fuck that second trailer where it's like, uh, yeah, we were told only to intervene if deviants were involved. It's like, and then just I saw this one meme where it's like, 
the Thanos description on the Marvel wiki is like, yeah. is a relative of the Deviants. And then there's just that picture of Kilgrave looking at fucking Jessica Jones like, <laughs> where were you? <laughs> oh, I'm worried for that film. I think the second trailer was better. It was. I, I think. still worried. I think, but I think Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, we haven't decided yet. I think Let's Shang-Chi. Thing off. <laughs> I think that actually alleviated my worries for the Eternals a little bit because we were both tepid on the Shang-Chi trailers. It sure as hell wasn't great, was it? No, especially that first one. I was really just like. Didn't help that the soundtrack was a bit overbearing to the actual theme a little of the, bit. The, the movie as well. Felt a bit vanilla. But I came out of this. Really liking my time with it. Mm. But I can see a little bit where you're coming from in terms of the boredom. I think there's a little bit of a lull in the middle. Because basically they front loaded with two really good action scenes. Yeah. Really like, fucking good action like, scenes. That's the best bit of the movie. It's probably the first half. I'll give you that, yeah. Yeah. But I think there's a little bit of a trough. I do think they save it by the end. Mm. With what must be described as a fucking mental ending. <laughs> Which we'll get to and, after spoilers. And I will point. say, possibly my favourite ending scene to any Marvel movie. And it, it lasts oh. all of about three seconds yep. and it's, yep. Yep. it's the best. But we'll get to all of that. Let's start with Shang-Chi himself, Sean himself, Simu Liu. I Again, I was a bit worried because I feel like he hasn't really done anything beforehand that we've been... I mean, exposed to. I mean, Kim's Convenience is probably the biggest touchstone. I have uh, Rachel's currently watching that. I'm not. Is I've he like all a of main the... bit? Um, he's kind of like he's not main main cast, but he's right. main family. Ah. Um, the, it mostly rolls around like the mum, the dad, the daughter, and right. then the son is estranged to some extent, and he's off working. Weirdly right. enough, in this movie, um, he, he works in a car rental place in Kim's Convenience, and he's a valet in this film. So ah. Simulu and Cars go together Nicely. quite a lot. Um, but he's good in that. I have only seen about five episodes. Fair enough. Um, it's a fine series. He's the best part of it. So ah. was glad to see him in this. Yeah, he was... Well, in that show, is he, like, funny? Or... Yeah, he's pretty funny. Because, like, there's funny bits in this. Mm. And I think he's got that going for him. I feel like he's had to, like, Keanu Reeves himself a little bit. I'm like, you're the protagonist here, mate. Yeah. Let, let's sand those edges down a little bit. We need you a bit more rounder. Which is a shame, because I think when the charisma comes out, mm. it really comes out. He's really likeable. He's a very likeable character. He's very charming. Without being like... He doesn't necessarily have the quirks that a lot of other people mm. have. Um, that I mean, when you cast Aquafina, you don't need to worry about quirk. No. That's fucking what she's powered by. <laughs> but I, I think, yeah, he does a really good job of, of kind of selling you on... Why should we care about yet another superhero quote, mm. popping up in the MCU? I think he does a good job of why you'd be excited to see him going forward and him interacting with other people mm. going forward. Yeah. I'm sorry if you can hear cars going, by the way, but we are in my home office, which is a corridor. Um, and also, it's quite warm today. So there's that. Right. Where did this come from? We didn't have it all over summer. And, oh, I don't know. And I'm supposed to be having a party at the weekend, and then it's going to fucking piss it down, because of course... Oh, yeah! Fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's not doing a goddamn pissing sponsored walk in the PK, <laughs> I can think of better things to do, uh-huh. I must admit. But right. there we go. Um, it's I, just a big tick for Simulio, honestly. If he's doing some of that stunt work as well... He, which he is. Did he do the bit in the bus where he slides through the thing into the driver's chair? Yeah, they, they, they he's... <laughs> He doesn't have a stunt actor for this movie. He did the stunts. They Jackie Chandy. He trained with um, 
What was the guy's name? Brad Allen, who yeah. was in uh, 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 Bruce Lee's stunt team, who sadly passed away in this oh, movie. Oh, Jackie Chan's stunt team. Sorry, yes, no, it? Jackie Chan's, sorry, yeah. But Brad Allen sadly passed away. This movie's dedicated to him. Um, the work's there. Like, right. you can fucking see it is. He guaranteed if this was made 20, 30 years ago, it would have been Jackie Chan as Shang-Chi. Yeah. Like, 100%, because it's so much like a good Jackie Chan film. It would have just been a better rush hour, yeah. It would have yeah, been. exactly. <laughs> like, Either that or this would have been the Tuxedo 2. <laughs> yeah, Tuxedo was all right. I'll, I'll, I'll defend that movie. Yeah, that, in that case, if none of it's CGI, Jesus, <laughs> some of the things he does. They... They, they certainly choreographed it well. And I, it was their biggest problem, at least my biggest problem with Black Widow, was that the fight scenes weren't what they should have been, mm. considering that's what she does. Yes. She doesn't fly, she doesn't shoot lasers or anything. She's a fucking, you know, expert hand-to-hand combat person. Mm. And the, sh- the films, they were just filmed really badly and you didn't get that. The sense of motion in this movie and in the fight scenes, oh my God, it's so good. It's hard to talk about without spoiling it. But well, in the trailers you've seen, there's a fight on a bus. Oh! That, that they weirdly put that one first, and it's probably one of the best ones in the film. Oh yeah, the the, the Daredevil corridor energy is strong in the bus fight. Oh, yeah, there is a shot that very much evokes Daredevil, Old Boy, all those movies, oh. and they know what they're doing. Yes, they know what they're doing. And I think it's in the trailer, the one that's on the side of a building as well. There's a shot of it, I think, in the second trailer. Right. So they're fighting on bamboo scaffolding. Yep. That's also an excellent, excellent action scene. Yep. The third act has an action scene as well, but it's not trying to do what these two are doing as much. Uh, I must say. We are near MotoGP, of course. <laughs> I did drive here, and it does seem like it's the World Series of Dirt by Dickheads out there. So, Aquafina is an acquired taste. Is she your acquired taste? <laughs> she She hit more than she didn't for me. Same. But that's not necessarily an indictment of saying, I like Aquafina. Because Aquafina, like I said, is very, like, acquired. She's... Very acquired. Um, she's good in The Farewell, if that's anything to go by. She's good in uh, Jumanji The Next Level. Ah, I haven't seen that. Again, I know I mention every time I mention Aquafina, her Danny DeVito impression is ridiculously good. <laughs> like, she... she... <laughs> There's decisions they make later on in this film which we will talk about after spoilers, yeah. that need discussing. But, for the most part, I think she... Because, again, they had to round Sibby Lou and be a bit more straightforward with the protagonist, she brings the comedy that you would expect her to bring. Yes. And I feel like if you're doing an all-ensemble Asian cast, at this point, you're going to have to get Aquafina in. Yeah. Like, that Disney are banking a lot on that, <laughs> see Raya and the Last Dragon as proof. Yes. I think it works. I don't think she ever grates like she has in other things I've seen her in. Especially you know. Raya, actually, thinking about it. And you're like, I just go away now. <laughs> if Sizu could be a different character, that would be great. That would be wonderful. But, but I here think, it works. Yeah. Like, she's not... They're setting her up for the future. She's obviously just going to be... She's like the Ned Lees of the situation. Mm. Well, not just because she's Asian. I feel like <laughs> she she's probably going to be relegated to the Shang-Chi movies and maybe have a quick cameo in any team at once he does in the future. Mm. Um... But no, I think she does. She does a good job. I wasn't going. I was a bit like, oh, it's Aquafina. This could go either way. But I think for the most part, it does pretty well. And it works. I think in part because she plays off Simulia so well. I mm. would not be surprised if if Simulia was chosen because of his chemistry with Aquafina. I imagine they probably already had Aquafina as a lock. Yeah, and then they had to find their Shang Chi based on that. Um, 
that, but they they work together really, really well. Do you think they, the casting director even got to the end of the sentence of "We need a quirky Asian female before someone <laughs> before Aquafina was in the room, <laughs> like she'd been summoned, <laughs> right through the floor." She's like in costume as Nora from Queens, and she's like, "I was on set, guys." Stop. <laughs> You if, if you say those three words, I do appear. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Right. Let's talk about um, who we all thought was the Mandarin. Mm. But you better not call him the Mandarin, because that's an orange to this man. Yep. It's Wenwu. Wenwu. Uh, by, played by, let's do this, Tony Leung. Tony Leung, yes. Uh, yep. A ve- I mean, a veteran of, uh, certainly of Hong Kong cinema. I don't mm-hmm. know whether it would be an insult to say of Chinese cinema. Um, have you had any experience of any of his movies? I'm just checking, but I don't think so. I mean, to be honest, if he's not in... Um, uh, what's it called? If he's not in uh, the one that's all in the same building and have to the go... The Raid. Up, the Raid. If he's not in The Raid or Kung Fu Hustle, no. <laughs> no. I thankfully do have at least one film I can draw on. Okay. But only, he was in Red Cliff, right. uh, which is, you know, it's... I like the Dynasty Warriors games, people, up until recently. Uh, it's a film about the Battle of Chibi. Right, uh, okay. And it's like a four... Like, we got a crappy dubbed version that was two hours long, but mm. Redcliffe was actually two movies in Hong Kong, and it was right. basically a four-hour film. Right, okay. I've seen the four-hour version. He plays Zhou Yu in that. Mm. He's real good. Um, but obviously, there's the, there's the language barrier, and whilst I'm more accustomed to the language barrier found in sort of like Japanese cinema and Korean yeah. cinema... The the language barrier in Chinese cinema is much harder, f- personally, for me to, to get over because I'm right. still in that, I don't know if he's very good. Right. Thankfully, I watched Redcliffe, and I can tell that, yes, he's very good, and that's against people acting in the same language as him. So to see him come into the English language, a film I hadn't seen him do before, yeah, yeah. and say he's the best character in the film, that should give you an indication of how well he does. I'd say so. He's one of those lovely, emotionally complex mm. villains that's not out and out bad and out and out trying to kill everybody. He has... Like, he's still the bad guy. He's the antagonist. But they leave enough shades of grey in there for it to be interesting. Because, I mean, he's the only one in this entire film who does actually have superpowers. Yes. Like, because he has the ten rings, um, which they've changed from the little... What hand rings that they are to mm. power bands, yeah. Um, and I, I think they do a really good job. Quick sidebar on that, like, yeah, I know we're all disappointed we didn't get proper Mandarin and he's got all the levitation and stuff that he can do, but how they use these bands and make them seem like oh, they're a cool weapon going forward. Mm. I'm glad, minor spoiler alert, Shang-Chi ends up with him at the end of the film. Mm. The fact that he can, like, yeah, they're defensive tools that he can, like, use for shields. He can just shoot them like projectiles. He can whack them all onto one arm and really fucking compel you. Really nicely done. Mm. Really good implementation of it. But, yeah, you're right. He's... The, the the complexity of him and the fact that he's not always just steaming angry. Mm. In fact, he's very rarely angry. Yeah. He's got that kind of quiet, like... This is a man who's lived for a thousand years. He knows what's up. He knows just how powerful he is. And most people around him know that fact as well. So they don't even bother trying to fight him. Yeah. It's, yeah, I I I really appreciate that they went and got like a very good actor to do this. Because, again, he's the Mandarin all but name. They could have gone out and got a really over-the-top scene chewy person. Mm. I'm glad they went almost the exact opposite of how he was pitched in that first bit of Iron Man 3. Yeah. They, d- they did do that. I I really appreciated that this was very much... 
in and amongst trying to be that kind of like wushu martial arts movie, mm. they went, okay, the entire base of the Mandarin is now a family drama. Like, that's interesting. Yeah. And yeah, like you say, for the villain to not be steaming, angry, shouting, you know, this is a stark contrast eh, to um, Obadiah Stane. Yeah. You know, Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps, build me my suit. Yeah. This is, you are misguided. You don't understand what's going on. I've been, ar- been around the block a few times. Yeah. I know what's true, and I'm going to make something that is not world domination happen. Yeah, like his his goals. The the early stuff we see of the of Wenwu is very much he's basically a Chinese warlord. Yeah, and he he's going to build his empire. And we know the Ten Rings are a terrorist empire, so there's no getting away from the fact that this is a bad person. Yes, but by the time we meet him at the point, of, you know, in modern day story, that's not him anymore. Like there's there's still bits of that, and yes, the Ten Rings are still operating but his goals have shifted mm. his are more personal to him now and you can kind of see where he's coming from why that man would have that reaction to the stimuli we won't get to it yet that's a bit spoilery um i think he did a really good job so the other member of the family we were introduced to yep played by meng menga zhang uh yeah menga zhang i think yeah cool uh plays uh Ling who is um, Iron Fist's sister. I didn't know that this was she was in this movie. Like, I didn't know Shang-Chi had a sister. Yep. Who knew, did you I say Iron Fist just? You did say Iron oh, Fist. It's we'll almost to... like we would have wanted that to be a bit like this, eh? Poor Iron Fist. <laughs> oh, God. He's not even the best Netflix hand-to-hand fighter. <laughs> now he's been like... I mean, not that the Netflix is he... canon or, un- <laughs> until maybe December. Who knows? He never stood a chance, did he? Poor bastard. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that um, Jaling has been invented for the movie. I don't think she's in the comics. Oh, okay. As far as I'm aware, I couldn't see any mention to her in any of the uh, or like unlike Comic Vine or Marvel yeah, Wiki. Yeah. I couldn't find anything other than just Fair like enough. in this film, here yeah. she is. Um, she might be like a different version of. I think there was like a love interest character, but then that might have been split into Katie and his sister. Right. Okay. Fair so enough. yeah, obviously there's no. Kate in the comics, there's no Jolly in no. the comics, but there you go. She's weak. <laughs> there's no way for me to sugarcoat it. I didn't really give a shit. Like, I, I think they give her a nice introduction. In the so the, the, the basic gist is um, when we decide to train his son to be the all conquering martial arts badass of you know all time, hmm. uh, but. Because it's a very traditionalist culture, the women weren't allowed to participate. So his sister was basically benched. She decides to train herself and to get out from under her father's shadow, she does. Moves to Macau. How fucking cool does Macau look, by the way? Right. <laughs> I was like, are we in Mandrapur? This can't be a real place. Oh, it's a real place. Cool. Um, where she started an underground firing. I think that was an interesting place to start from. And obviously she's got the chops in the action yeah. department because she, she holds up her own against um, Simulu as well, so... Cases. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. It feels like she's gonna get better. Mm. I don't think this is me writing her off as like an actress where I'm like, ah, she's nothing. She's not gonna get any better. I think they they give her enough nice. They give her a nice storyline. They leave her in an interesting place. I think this is someone that will improve going forward over the course of the movies. Sure, but yeah, for now, for now was a bit ineffectual. Yeah, a little dry. Mainly because I, I, I really like that character's backstory as well. The, mm. the idea of, you know, sort of the older patriarchal families shunning the female involvement. And obviously it's quite an indictment on Chinese culture, which I enjoyed that that was in there. 
Um, but outside of she taught herself how to fight and then basically started Tekken, like that's all of the cool shit was done in her first scene. Yeah. And yeah. Oh God, I want a Tekken movie. I know. <laughs> I know there's a Tekken movie. We don't talk about that Tekken movie. I want movie. a good Tekken movie. <laughs> we got a good Mortal Kombat movie, allegedly. No, so. we didn't. Oh, we did not. We're, we'll talk about that at the end of the year. Lovely. <laughs> we got a big budget Mortal Kombat movie. Yes. I feel like there's a Street Fighter one in the works as well. There was a Street Fighter. Do you remember they did a Chun-Li one? Oh, they did do a Chun-Li one, didn't they? And that was shit. We're never going to get a Tekken movie. No. My God, I want a Tekken. <laughs> Just do this. Fucking do this. It's, it's weird how they've chosen the only fighting game that does have a story and gone, nah, not going right? to do that one. Right. You only have an actually good, decent... Well, I mean, anything... Tekken six and seven, not so much, but yeah. like, just just do Tekken, just do Tekken one and three. Like you're good, we're <laughs> fine here. Ah, anyway. end it ogre, and then don't think about it after that. Oh, I'm so I just just I've wanted one since like year seven, I think. So I don't think it's gonna happen. You know, I got a live action Pokemon movie. I can't be too upset. I got one of my wishes. But, yeah. Oh, Tekken movie. Because um, that's your gin right there. Is is uh, Simu Liu? Right. Straight away. Done. Tony Young could even come back as Casio, and I wouldn't even be that mad, to be honest. I mean, I know it's, I know it's, you know, he's a he's a actor from Hong Kong, and they're all Japanese. But hey ho, <laughs> it's fine. As long as I don't cast a white dude, us. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, oh, there must be some crazy bloke from the raging casters. Hi, it's all there. Um, right now, it's kind of a compact cast for the most part. Mm. So there's there's other people who crop up, but they're very much tools for the story as opposed to standalone characters so yes we do meet shang chi's mom uh lee played by fala chen but doesn't really a really nice scene at the start but Does, like, yeah and she props up <gasps> the sexy fighting i forgot about the sexy fight yes <laughs> have you ever fought with somebody and that's made you horny welcome to shang chi the legend of the ten rings it's a it's very crouching target hidden dragon that entire oh, scene yeah like the color palette, the sweeping shots, the fucking Ghost of Tsushima particle effects. Yeah, it's a beautiful scene. It's just like it's that one more, and then that's it. Like there is an opportunity they had later on in the film to give her a really cool scene, and they choose not to. Mm. That's a bit disappointing. Again, pacing reasons they probably had to cut it out. But yeah. uh, Michelle Yeoh is also there as uh, Ling Nan, who is um, Lee's sister so shang chi's aunt mm. um you can tell that hollywood does not have a long list of uh, asian ac- actresses especially over a certain age yeah they cast in things yep. this is michelle yo's second appearance <laughs> yeah she's expected to be uh ling nan and also a letter or god now so. admittedly they look quite different um True. so one, fair enough one is kind of like a sickly yellow color for some reason but, I mean, they are repeating the same trick in The Eternals as well. They are, aren't they, with... Um, Gemma Chan. Gemma Chan, yeah, So that's course. a bit disappointing. Um, yeah, was Maggie Q and um, Sandra O busy? <laughs> Apparently. Do you have a rule against not hiring Asian actresses with only one letter for a surname? <laughs> like, nope, can't do that. That's against the rules. <laughs> Sandra O, sister of Steve. <laughs> <laughs> When we do a second Netflix pitch, I don't know. Do. <laughs> the O's. The O's. Or just O. <laughs> oh, God. No, 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 no. I mean, so I'd like to put those two in a room oh. together because that would be incredibly awkward. Have you seen the bad news? They've delayed Jackass till next year. Oh, have they? Yeah, February oh, no. next year. Is there any particular 
injury-based reason this time. No. Um, <laughs> was it like they were on set a day and then like two of them shattered their knees or something well, like that? Apparently they've racked up £25 million worth of insurance claims for injuries over the years between them. Wow. Good job. <laughs> now uh, Paramount pulled all movies next year. So, oh. unfortunately, yes, we will have to see the Top Gun Maverick trailer about 40 more fucking times when we <laughs> get to it. It still says 2020 on it. I know, I know. <laughs> Oh, I feel like I can now do that entire thing verbatim as yeah. like a fucking one piece, but oh. like you see the shot and you're like, it's not ever going to jump scare me this time. No, like, no, I know it's coming. I know the fucking raptors coming over my head. <laughs> Gah. Anyway, um, so that's basically like, it's seen the trailers. Wong turns up, but he's very much a periphery character. He only shows up to, like do some funny yeah. and do a bit of world building at the end, and that's about it. Yeah, uh, we do get Razor Fist played by Florian Muntiano. I don't even know how you would go about that name, but yeah, let's go with that. Um, I think he used to be like a boxer or an MMA fighter because he's a big dude. Um, uh, oh, I just realised who he is. He's fucking Ivan Drago's son from Creed 2. That's How him? That not occurred to me. That's him? That's him. Oh. Oh, there we... Yeah. Of course he is. So it is. It's Victor Drago. It's Victor Drago. Well, good job I wasn't going to slag him off. Victor because... Drago with a knife for a hand. In In what seems like... You know, in, in, in the many years that the Mandarin has lived, in the thousands of conquests he's made, uh-huh. in the empire that he's set up, his right-hand man is basically a kit- kitchen utensil. <laughs> he's a Swiss army It's a mate. bit fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> I liked him as far as henchmen go. His he was... name didn't get mentioned until his car turned up. Oh, yeah, that car was dope. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that is what a Romanian would think a cool car. <laughs> like, yep. Okay. Yep. Um, no, I, I he was fine. Um, yeah. I've seen to remember he actually had a, like a really a few really good acting scenes in Creed 2 mm. now I've realised it's him so maybe they could have done a bit more with him but cool and then there's Death Dealer he looks really cool but he doesn't do anything <laughs> he's certainly there to sell pop figures yeah <laughs> and they right. have and will he just looks cool the only like they got Razor Fist and Death Dealer actually from the Shang-Chi comics mm. as well so like could have done a bit more with that. He has a few, like, cool flips. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, you actually got a ninja. That's... Why aren't you using the ninja? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the Simpsons all over again. It's the little guys. We can't go now. He's going to do something cool. What? <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's Death Dealer. Uh... Right. That's it for cast. That is it for cast. So that we can talk about. Yeah, there's a few things we need to get to later on after spoiler. In fact, there's quite a few more notes have to be after that. Mm. Um, I storyline. I think you're right. There's a bit of a trough in the middle. Well, I don't know actually. Where was your? Where did your boredom start? It. I'll be real with you. After the really tense scenes of like the family dinner mm. when they go back to the Ten Rings compound. Yeah. The boredom started. Um, when a certain character came in and I was like, oh, that's that's here now. And then pretty much from the stealing of Razor Fist's car onwards, I felt the movie took a big dive. I really enjoyed that there was a core mystery in the film mm. regarding Shang-Chi's lineage, regarding the pendant, regarding who the fuck the Mandarin is, or yep. who the fuck Wenwu is, I suppose. Mm. Um, and I really, really liked both of those First two fight scenes. Right. Nothing reached those highs after they were done. And I feel like that's an issue. And I feel like Marvel has got a third act problem. Yeah, it does It does feel a bit formulaic after that point. I will give you that. Because like, even Black Widow, not a film we enjoyed. I feel like the third act kind of bollocks compared to breaking uh, Red Guardian out of prison. 
Yeah, it feels like they're, they're very open to doing quite unique things and unique action and ideas early on, mm. but then they, they do revert to type as we go into that kind of final charge up the hill for the last 45 minutes. Fair enough, I'll give you that. I think it manages to differentiate itself because it does give itself a bit more of a, a mythological mm. thing to explore in the last 45 minutes. That's what I thought wasn't going to work with you. Right. Because it goes so heavy into Chinese mythology towards the end mm. that I thought it was going to lose you, frankly. I kind of liked it because I think we've always said the, the strength of Marvel and the reason it's worked so well and the reason it will continue to work well, we hope, is variety. And I do think that having this level of variety in something will help a lot. So getting to see Chinese mythos, getting to see, you know, we haven't really had that kind of fantasy type of stuff happen yet. No, we've we just about breached magic. Yeah. So we did space. Mm. Space is cool. Um, <laughs> Hello, head doctor. <laughs> How was space? Space is cool. <laughs> We'll bring it back. We'll make Austin Powers relevant. We again. will. Um, so oh, if we manage to will Austin Powers four into existence, we can do anything, Marvel. Yeah, we are powerful. We can do anything. We did Arceus. Right? So you we know. did exactly. We can do this. We can get. <laughs> oh, what if it's a train wreck? Doesn't matter. It's going to be it. a Zoolander too. You know it. It's a long gestation comedy sequel. It's going to be bad. <laughs> They're all bad. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's. Uh, I, I need to make a point, but I want to talk about some of the mythological things we see before I make the point that really made me think, huh, it's just kind of ruined some other things in Marvel, but we'll get back to that. <laughs> um, I think I, I think it works, because again, it, it speaks that variety, that we can have, this is Shang-Chi's world, this opens up a new toy box we get to play with in potential you know, sequels, in team-up movies we're going to get to do. It's a brand new thing we can go and deal with. Mm. Fantastic. It didn't feel, because they've laid that groundwork, that... You know, we're now perfectly acceptable, accepting that there are witches, aliens, wizards, you know, etc., etc., in this universe. And now parallel dimension Chinese mythology. I don't... It's not too much of a leap now. They've done the nope. groundwork to kind of build up to that, so I was fine. I mean, they start the movie with the whole, like, you guys did nothing during the blip, or, like, you were gone. Yeah. And they have those posters. It's like, basically, Captain America's support group took off. Yeah, yeah. Good to see. Sweet. So yeah, anything's kind of believable at this. What was the? There's a line. There's like a supporting character because the, the movie opens and closes with roughly the same. I know it's not the same scene, but it's the same setup. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 Katie and and, and Sean uh, talking to their friends who mm. are, have names. I assume. Uh, <laughs> and um, friend one and friend two. They certainly, yeah, they wear in the jumpers with one and two from them from the suit. <laughs> yeah, they were there, blue air and everything, real weird. They were called John and Sue. There you go. I think it's Sue who says, "I we live in a world now where half of the population can just evaporate yeah. in five years, mm. and we have to figure life out. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm going to get my shit together." Yeah, and. They think that that's the driving force for the movie, when and honestly, I think realistically, the driving force of the movie is who is Shang Chi, yeah, and what that means, and to multiple people, not just Shang Chi, but to Katie, but to Wenwu, to Jiling, to, yeah. to all these characters. They come back to it after everything that goes on is kind of like a tie-up, and boom, yeah, motor crosses started again. We wouldn't be doing this with the window open were it not for the fact that it is warm in here. Red I have, hot. I have been working in here all day, so, you know. It's fine. <laughs> the people have come to expect a certain level of low quality from us, so I don't <laughs> think there's too much from us. But come sorry, to carry on. We're, we're known for our quality. Not no, well known, but known. <laughs> <laughs> so, like that, 
that driving force of changing your life, I guess, is part of the movie because it feeds into Wenwu's story as well with the whole there is a point in the movie where Wenwu doesn't have the rings. Mm-hmm. And that's quite interesting to explore. That I would have appreciated more than, and now we're going to the magical parallel world where we're going what? to have a big battle at the end with a big army that nobody gives a fuck about. And that's where I fell off the wagon. That they abandoned the kind of personal story they were telling in order to do more fantastical world building. I mean, I, I guess they wrapped up the story they wanted to tell. It's just that it was stacked either side by the stuff that I didn't think landed as well, okay. which I think actually feeds into the point that you were going to make about Katie and the spoilers mm. as to where her story finishes <clears throat> for reasons. So I can see where you're coming from. That It feels like there's a tonal shift near the end where it's like, well, no, we need to do the big battle. It's a Marvel film. That's what everyone's excited for. Mm. So fair enough. And I think... Well, hopefully they leave it on the table for the second one. Not that you should ever excuse a movie by saying, oh, but no, this is necessary because then it'll make the sequel better. That's not good storytelling. But I didn't come out of this movie thinking like, oh, this felt like an unfinished movie, setting up a third act and didn't get to. Mm. I feel like, it, yeah, that they, they, they cut some corners, but I still think all that kind of narrative wealth is there if they want to go back to it and tell a story. Mm. Like, if they want to do something about how the rings are quite have a corrupting, like... Um, uh, emphasis and, and impact on people that wear them and stuff like that. I feel that there's room for manoeuvring the sequel. But mm. you're right, maybe they do drop a few balls they just in for the sake of having that big battle at the end. But it didn't bother me so much. I feel like... And especially because it's all new. If it was just... I know it's still people punching each other and, and, and but they had so many new quirks into that, into that last battle that I think it kind of elevated over like what Black Widow was doing which mm. did feel very formulaic. Um... Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm excited for a sequel. They they set some stuff up. They set up a Disney Plus series. Yeah, straight away. That if they actually do what I thought this movie was going to do, it could be very interesting. What if that's the Tekken series? <laughs> yeah, you fucking talking. That's, that's... Cause the early report was, this is going to be an international fighting tournament. That doesn't happen. No. He has one fight. It's against his sister. That's it. Mm. We don't get a cool cameo. We were told maybe this is where we might introduce a mutant. Who knows? We didn't get that. We might get that with a Disney Plus series. Hmm. It's about the Ten Rings, which would be neat. I did kind of have like a little lapse, like in hearing what was going on when his sister walked in. Hmm. And I know her name is Yiling now, but all, all I heard was, because you pronounced it Exayu. I, I was like, I was like, what the fuck is this crossover? <laughs> she does have where, a bit of... Where's the panda? <laughs> do it. Do the hook kick. Do it now. <laughs> You hate Ling Shaoyu. Like, oh, uh, oh god, I hate that woman. It's because my mate played as her and I was king and I couldn't punch her. Hmm. Um, cool, right. Anything else you want to mention before spoilers? I feel like we have a, a sexy bit of yeah. post spoiler stuff to get to. Very quick on the cinematography. Mm. It's very good. Very good. Bill Pope, who previously worked on The Matrix, and you can tell that those influences are there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Especially with. There's a lot of like slowdown shots, but it's not like. Horrific Zack Snyder slowdown shots. It's not gratuitous, no. It, no. It, it, it works. Sprinkled in, it works pretty well. And it, it, it basically gives you some like key little visuals mm. for the fights, which I thought worked really well. Did you think the colour grading was a bit weird in this film? I feel like it was a bit weird in this film. It might have been the screen I've seen it on. Maybe I've got to stop going to see things at X Plus at uh, Showcase. Because... Ah. 
we didn't see an expo, so maybe that was it. But um, no, I can't say anything jumped out at me. It's like looking a bit. It, it looked great at the start, and then I feel like it got a bit murky at the end. Okay, I can see what you mean. Yeah, the 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 last bit in the kind of um, someone called it camotage. Then it's not camotage. No. Uh, in Talo. 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 Um, yeah. Now I think about it, it was a bit murky there. Considering that that because uh, there's there's an emergence of a creature. Yes. And I feel like when that creature turned up, it should have been an explosion of colour. Mm. And it looked like everything was surrounded with like ash and cinder. Yeah. And it was a bit strange. Yeah, they murked it out a little bit, so... I feel like we're beyond the the Iron Man realism that we got in the original film. Yeah, so you don't need to grey a thing to have big... We're in a big fancy world with fucking mythical creature running yeah. around. Go big. Yeah. You're fine. But... I mean, maybe it was a storytelling thing because, like, the the thing they have to fight at the end is pretty like game changing. They're not dealing with like a minor threat or something personal. This is something that could genuinely like cause a lot of issues. Mm. Um, so maybe they want to do that grain out to make you feel like, oh, this is oppressive or whatever it is. But maybe I don't think it was overly like detrimental. I mean, I didn't even realize until you told me about it. So I don't think it was overly detrimental. I think I've realized I only noticed these flaws because I was just so bored by the ending fight. And I I think that it might have something to do with the mood I was in that day. I hadn't had a good day on Friday, Dan, I'm not going to lie to you. Ah, fair enough. Just shit day at work, things not going right. Maybe I brought a bit of that energy to the film, because when I watch the reviews on the way home, Mm. as I often do, I like to, you know, absorb my favourite... I want to listen to Chris Duckman and Jeremy Johns and, obviously, new rock stars. Mm. Um, And they were all... It was showering upon praise, and Chris Stuckman called it like one of his favorite Marvel movies of modern memory. And I'm like, I I don't know whether it was that good, guys. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I went to see it, but like, I'm not writing home about it to anybody. It's, it's a bit how we felt after Black Panther. Mm. Like, everyone was like, "Oh, it's fucking genius! It changes the landscape." I'm like, it was good. Mm. I liked it. I think the film that changes the landscape is actually coming out in December. Oh, oh yeah. That's that's changing the landscape. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> if it's true, of course, which it is. It's 100% it <laughs> yeah. is. J.B. Smoove even told us that it was. Yes. So, it's all good. As we know, J.B. Smoove does not lie. He does not. Um, <laughs> and Jamie Foxx didn't know he couldn't tell people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh, was I not meant to do that? Oh, Sorry, I shared the wrong fan art. Oh, oh no. Oh, God, what to do? <laughs> um, see, that, that, oh, your... It is a bit sad that Stanley won't get to see the Ultimate Spider-Man movie, but yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Hopefully, they managed to film a cameo or they had a spare one lying around that they could just <laughs> slot in. Who knows? Um, cool. So overall, still a good entry into Marvel. Yeah. I would say I'm going to put it like above average in the mid table. Yeah, of like it's higher than like a. I think I prefer this Doctor Strange. I would put it around by Doctor Strange. Funnily yeah. enough, I think yeah, I think that kind of range like it doesn't crack into the truly like. Excellent half of this, no. um, well, the upper echelon, yeah. the top third of Marvel. It movies. doesn't touch most of the Avengers movies. It doesn't touch no. any of the Captain America movies. Preferred to Black Widow though. I mean, yeah. So right now, is the best Marvel movie of the year. It is. Eternals it won't. Could go. It won't hold that title no. for long. But I don't know. think so. <laughs> Eternals could go either way. Yeah. There is literally no telling whether we're going to come out of that angry, happy, aroused. We don't know. <laughs> As long as I get an emotion. There's also a chance we have no emotions towards yes. it whatsoever. The like all Chloe Zhang movies. The, the most vanilla movie of yeah. all time. <laughs> what just happened? You, you introduced a whole new race of gods and I feel nothing. 
<laughs> so numb. I wish I could feel things. <laughs> this has the most Jack Kirby visuals, and I just want to die. <laughs> just want to leave. <laughs> Spoilers! Right. Shang-Chi and the fantabulous emancipation of one Trevor Slattery. Now, this is the highest praise I can give this movie. Is it slightly redeems Iron Man 3? <laughs> Which I didn't think was possible. They were looking at the 2013 calendar year where they released two movies that sucked back to back and went, we're going to fix this. We can do anything. We will make you love it. <laughs> oh my God. Like, so, they're in prison. <laughs> in the Mandarin's like compound. And they hear something. It hadn't occurred to me, even though they mentioned Trevor Slattery, it hadn't even remotely occurred to me. <laughs> and we saw him broken out of prison by Wenwu. I didn't even think for a second they were going to touch Ben Kingsley. There was no rumours, there was no casting, he wasn't on IMDb, no trailer mentions. I thought, they'll just leave that alone. I think they had a video of him, I thought, well, there's, your, there's his cameo. They'll say he's dead or something, they killed him. He immediately like, oh, you just fucking Wenwu one-bombs him or something, then yeah. you're done. He's not... <laughs> He's back He's with there. a new accent. Yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't Liverpoolian. No, in three he was a Cockney, wasn't he? He supported Liverpool because uh, he's watching him on the TV. Yeah, but he does feel like the the scouse has been turned up a bit. Hmm. I really don't like Ben Kingsley. <laughs> ben Kingsley is almost a Mark Wahlberg level of. If he's in a movie, it's not going to be good. Like he's a touch of death. <laughs> Kind of worked. <laughs> I, I was really annoyed at myself for laughing. Yeah. But I did laugh. And he's a comedy character, so I guess he achieved the objective. Yep, he did. But at what cost? <laughs> at the cost of us making Remember Iron Man 3. Right. You know, I don't want to think about Iron Man 3. Think of where we are now. Like, you know. We've come so far. <laughs> and yet, all it took, apparently, was a weird fucking thing with no head <laughs> yep. and butterfly wings that's just like a thing called Morris <laughs> to turn everything right. I'm disappointed it wasn't named like John Paul George or Ringo, but you know, you can't win Gerard. a Gerard. That's what she would be called. Gerard. Oh. oh. But credit where it's due, he was funny. Mm. He doesn't overstay his welcome. He doesn't. He he fits in that bit of like he he's basically the 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 Deus Ex Machina or at least Morris is and Trevor Slattery is his translator to get us from the compound bit into the fantastical world. And like he still has funny bits there. Like there is a bit of him like lined up for the final part. I'm like Trevor, <laughs> what are you doing? There's there's this franchise that they've existed for so long and done so many interesting things that like sometimes you can take like a still of this movie. Mm. And you realise that you're just saying words that seem like they've been thrown together by like some kind of algorithm. Yeah. Because there is a shot in this film, which is... Um, it is Ben Kingsley playing a person who was masquerading as an, like an undead fucking warlord. Yeah. Um, who was, in fact, a patsy for a terrorist organisation funded by Guy Pearce, who's on fire, explaining the offside rule to kids in a fantastical, mythological Chinese village. And you think, this, in the same universe as Iron Man. <laughs> Punisher's running around somewhere. <laughs> Just shooting people. Blade's doing some vampire shit. Right. Uh, right now. <laughs> so it's like... It's the... just lead me on. No, we need to talk about the dragons first. So, yeah, Trevor right. Slatter's here. Great. Um, there, there's two dragons. There is. 
They don't call the bad one the Ving Fang Foom. No, nope. but I feel like it's him, right? They did. They, they stayed away from every monster they feasibly fucking could. I was like, is it going to be Shumagorath? That would be neat. No, no. Shumagorath's a what if deal. Yeah, he's shown up twice now, so they're they're building. You think that's Shumagorath? Big fucking octopus tentacles with no face. That's clearly still in a portal somewhere. Huh. Who is it not, if not Shumagura? Yeah, but he, he just... turned up to fight Doctor Strange. Yeah, but he got sucked into Doctor Strange. What if review coming in a few weeks? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I thought it was even confirmed that it was Shumagura. Doesn't matter. Um, but, I mean, I could understand why they don't want to call their big, cool, bad guy the Fing Fang Foom, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Ooh, that's a lot of it. <laughs> um, but, it's him, right? Like... We're yeah. all going to die. I hope so. Oh, for Fing Fang Foom, <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> that could have been his catchphrase. <laughs> he needed one of those. Like, I could do this all day for <laughs> Fing Fang Foom, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, so, he it looks... You don't really get a clear look at it, I think, is my main problem. It's just a bit of a fucking Cthulhu nightmare. Yeah. Just a chimera a algorithm shit. It's a very, like non-entity in the films because like, you just you're saying like it's behind that fucking door it's making people go mental I'm like this is going to be the coolest fucking thing ever yep. and then it's just like bat wings and Cthulhu face and griffin legs like, overly designed isn't it sure is a design but it's a camel of a thing yeah so if it had just been like slightly more realistic thing than foom I think that would have worked better yeah hell yeah like his minions needed the little tentacle things for the soul sucking thing mm. which is a horrible thing to comprehend yeah which again this is the same universe that's going to have Miss Marvel in soon and now we're dealing with soul sucking dragons yep um, <laughs> he's going to do something cool <laughs> exactly and that's when Death Dealer <laughs> exited the movie off you go um, but we also meet the, the great protector mm. who's the more like Chinese style dragon yes and again Sorry, Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get a dragon. You got, like, what was it? Like a shadow? Oh, no, it was the Two bones. Eyes. Two eyes and Two some eyes bones. Two eyes and some bones. And that's all Iron Fist. Iron Fist never stood a chance. Like, couldn't this have just been the Iron Fist movie? <laughs> Why did they give him to Netflix? They clearly didn't have the budget to give him what he wants, because no. this is essentially what that wanted to be. Yeah. <sighs> and Zhang Chi's better than him. He doesn't even have a super-powered fish, you dork. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so it does evolve into a very much a very CGI heavy fight at the end, and I can say the criticisms with that. Sorry, I'm just I'm just imagining what's his name, Finn Jones, the guy who played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just imagine Finn Jones. Oh boy, I heard Charlie Cox is getting a call to be in Spider Man. Maybe they will call me about Shang Chi, <laughs> and then just like day turns to night <laughs> in the distance, dogs. <laughs> the way <laughs> is the hardest. <laughs> God, there's too many Simpsons quotes now. Um, so. Yeah, he's... Oh, bless him. I'm called there are wolves after me. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. I'm trying to... You know what? You bring up Daredevil. Now is the point I'm going to bring him up. Cool. I was pointing it to Rachel. Because I, I, we're going to start watching Daredevil since she's never seen it. And I feel like she's now oh. such a Marvel fan that I might be able to get into it. We have tried it before, but it was before she's seen any other things. Right. So it was a bad call on my turn. It's kind of tainted a little bit. Hopefully we're going to get her on board now. I was like... Why is Daredevil even trying? <laughs> he lives in a world where there's fucking dragons. Dragons are real. Yep. They can suck the soul out of your body. Yep. And control water. Yep. Why are you trying to stop just street level crime? At this point? <laughs> but then Rachel pointed out Daredevil wouldn't know there was dragons. Uh, Someone would say to him, "Oh fuck me, Daredevil! There's a dragon!" And he'd go, "Yeah, yeah." 
I'm blind. I'm not dumb. Don't give me up. There ain't a fucking dragon, right? No, don't be fucking stupid. No, no seriously. There's two dragons over there fighting each other. He's like, come on. I've got a fucking law degree. I'm not an idiot, am I? There's no fucking dragons. Get the fuck out of here. So now what I want more than anything is a Charlie Cock is dead over to come back and just have all these fantastical things happen around him, but him not believe they're happening. Like him just be so incredulous, like, no, no, there's not a big purple dude with a big gold glove on. All right, stop taking the fucking yeah, grimaces here. All right, fuck off. That's what I want. Disbelieving Daredevil is the character this world needs. It's like the fact that he's happy to, like, have the hand exist. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's real. Like, how am I going to be able to watch Hawkeye now? And this man's running with a bow and arrow, and there's fucking dragons. However, it seems like we don't need Kate Bishop anymore, because we've got Aquafina. <laughs> Who apparently, in the course of one day, has surpassed all of Hawkeye's fucking achievements. So, oh god! I hope this gets explained away, that maybe she's a fucking mutant, and we didn't know it. Because, mm. so... You're in the final fight. They get all three of the main characters. Now, obviously, Zhao Ling and Zhang Qi have things they can do. Mm. They're fucking badasses. We get introduced to like this tribe in Talo, and they're they're, they're cool. They have <laughs> dragon stuff, and that's cool. Something occurred to me whilst I was watching it. I was like, "Hang on, glowing weapons, cool robes, <laughs> can move stuff with their mind." I'm like, "Oh for fuck me! They're just game replacement Jedi's now." <laughs> They've done away with the need for actual Jedi's. We've got our own Marvel ones. They're much cooler. Um, so she's training with the Jedi who does the, the, the arrows. Yes. He's the archer dude. The right? archer Jedi, yes. For one day. Yep. At most. They are training for 24 hours and not most of those doing this. And she's got an aptitude for it for some reason. Come to the main fight. Your two dragons are battering the shit out of each other. And Shang-Chi is about to die. And the, the big dragon is about to have its soul sucked out of its thing. And Katie, who again should point out is a chauffeur from fucking San Francisco, <laughs> pings like, in the ping fang through, through the throat from about two miles away. <laughs> yeah. He sat there With going... no explanation. <laughs> oh, that, that's why you were in the story, Katie. That's why you bothered coming along for the ride. You can't do that. If, if... They'd done a thing where, like, the soul of the archer dude, who just get killed by one of the soul-sucky things, like, she pings that and then absorbs the soul of the fucking archer dude. Now, all of a sudden, she is Hawkeye. Hmm. Fair enough. Fine. A leap. <laughs> but we're watching dragons fight each other. I'm in a leapy mood. <laughs> just to think that she's got the arm strength, the accuracy, the fucking... Inept, the, the uh, What's the word I'm looking for? The knack to be able to do this. That's the most unbelievable thing in this movie, and I guess you point out two dragons are fighting yeah. each other. The only skill we've had, we've seen her do so far, is drive, and then apparently, right. and then like all she needed was like one proverb, and all of a sudden yeah. she's unlocked archery as a skill. Everyone always said I was good at everything I turned my hand to, and then she fucking ping, 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 no problem. <laughs> That annoyed me. That took me at the moon for a good minute or so before I was able to get back into things. If, that's, if she's just that good if she turns her hand to something, you've got to imagine there's a scene at the end of this film where Shang-Chi just like, this is the stock market, explain. Yeah. <laughs> Stonks, etc. <laughs> she's like, buy GameStop. No. That really annoyed me. Like, that felt so unearned. And yeah. like, she didn't need to be there. That felt like that could have been uh, Zhiling's moment, yeah. right? Because she's got the fucking... The Dagger, blade on a, on a rope, rope thing. and he could yeah. have been just like she wanged it up, and yeah. yeah, that would have been fine. But no, it's Aquafina. No, 
If it had just been Aquafina and fucking Ben Kingsley running around doing comedy stuff whilst there'd be action fights going on, hmm. I'd have been fine with that. That's what she's better suited to. This really does, like, you're trying to crowbar in a reason for her to be in this fight, aren't you? And this just, no. This is silly. Um, I will say, so the final fight basically boils down to, yes, we've mentioned the dragons, but Shang-Chi, he's going to fight his dad. And we do get some quite nice things. So the, the dad... Yeah, we haven't talked about it. We haven't the... talked about what he's doing. So yeah. the, the personal reason that, that when we was doing what he's doing... The reason he wants to go and invade this place is basically Shang-Chi's mom dies in front of him when a, a gang from like Wenwood's past comes to for retribution. And we don't get the scene of her fucking killing everybody. No. We just we, get her dead. <laughs> we just hear what appears to be the sound of 20 dudes lamping a woman. Which, yeah. grim. Grim. She does seem to knock out all of them before she dies. Yeah. But <laughs> so, um, yeah. so he had basically given up being the... Um, the Mandarin at this point, but now he's got to put the rings back on because now he's got to go and get revenge, but then he's like, well, clearly I can't keep her safe by being a pacifist. It's time to go fucking... There is, there is a great scene directly mm. following that where it's basically... <laughs> the, the, he puts on Kazuya's white fucking suit. Oh, no, yes. Kazuya's got a white Kazuya's suit. Kazuya's got the white suit, yeah. Yeah, puts on Kazuya's white suit and goes and kills some dude that's in a bar because he gets his infant son to point out who killed mommy and then all of a sudden the rings are guns and it's, <laughs> yeah. and it's great. <laughs> that's how we missed out on machine gun arm when we're that being killed. Um, yeah, so that they, they... What then happens is whatever is the Fing Fang Foom or whatever the hell it is that's trapped behind the door can cyclically communicate with people mm. and gets in touch with when we're posing as his now dead wife saying that oh no I'm not dead I'm just trapped behind this door by the people from my village because I kind of revealed their secrets to you they incarcerated me mm. come get me out I'm behind a door which is in the water village thing yep. that's behind a, a, a teleporter which is also behind a shifting bamboo forest, which is also untraceable. Yes. So never let it be said people don't do things for love. No. <laughs> Man was determined to yep. get some shagging back on. So you, fair enough. What he wanted. So <laughs> just the man he had to make the choice between ruling the silent empire or pussy. Yeah. <laughs> the man made his choice. <laughs> I hate to boil it down to that. It's the one we can all stand behind. So <laughs> he. So that's why he's doing what he's doing. He's not doing it to, you know, unleash this terrible evil from beyond the door. Even though everyone tells him that's what's happening, he thinks his wife is behind there mm. and he's doing what he thinks is a heroic thing. Yeah. The best bad guys are the bad guys that don't know they're bad guys. Yes. They believe what they're doing and they have a reason for doing it. Yeah. So, the whole idea of why would you not want me to go and save your mum, you ungrateful shit. Exactly. Right. So. Yeah. He's lamping away at the door and it basically boils down to Shang-Chi. He's got to fight him. He does get control of some of the rings because of his, his face. Point his mom it was a bit Sonic them. the Hedgehog for a second. Right. Wasn't it? Right. Especially because like, when when has got the rings, they're, they're like it's like the embellishments grow, glow blue. Yeah. And then when Shang-Chi gets them, they're gold. So even more like, uh, I just want someone to dub over. When he's got the five rings around him. When he finally gets on. That would be nice. Um, but it does come down to a nice fight in the end. And I mean, as much as it's a bit too CGI heavy, considering all the cool action scenes were very realistic early on. Yeah. It does feel pretty epic, I'll give it that. Mm. The fact that Shang-Chi is fighting on the back of a dragon trying to fight another dragon and also his dad. Yeah. I liked it. It's not my favourite ending to a movie, but I liked it and it made me feel pretty good about it. Um, so the actual ending. 
So we've done all that, and then Shang Chi's defeat the thing. In we got way. a Dragon Ball Z reference, so that was fine. We did get a Dragon Ball Z reference. Although to be fair, it did look like it. Like for a second, it looked like a Dragon Ball film because there was a dragon and a man charging up a giant attack in his hands. So that was dope. Do you think Wen Wu's eligible to fight in arms? Oh, <laughs> maybe. There's a cross promotion for you, Nintendo. They're not into that. No. I wouldn't do that. Not in the slightest. They smirch themselves with no. such nonsense. No, they're not like Fortnite. Fortnite will have anybody. Oh my Christ. Fortnite will have a Rick and Morty event and a Martin Luther King event running at the same time. <laughs> well, hang on. Yeah. The Martin Luther King Fortnite event. They, they built a map that was Washington DC and then built a screen in there that showed like historical information about Martin Luther King. And you can go there as Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty and default dance. That's the reality we live in now. I just feel like we're approaching the end of times. <laughs> I, tr- str- I strongly believe that this is an insult to humankind. <laughs> I feel we are ending the end of days. <laughs> right. Hayao Miyazaki was right. I mean, yeah, just gets the kids onto Martin Luther King, I guess, whatever. Oh, do you see the live action, Rick and Morty? Oh, yeah, they actually, they've come full circle. Leave him alone, okay? <laughs> Christopher Lloyd doesn't know what he's doing, all right? Leave him be. Just leave him alone, for fuck's sake, with your stupid shit. Oh, it made me angry. I'm so angry. I have so much rage. It's the, you know what, you know it's bad when uh, the Michael Keaton comes out and it's like, I'm filming some scenes for Morbius. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, I, I'm just rehearsing lines at this point. I could be doing anything. <laughs> doesn't give a fuck. Fortnite. I was in such a good mood when I got here. Yeah. Wrestling's good again, by the way. Is it? Oh, oh. Sorry, I know you really wanted to talk about post-credit scenes, but I have talked about wrestling for a second. It was all elite wrestling's big pay view last night. All out. Oh, that's the other guys. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, it's it's fun to be excited about wrestling again. Right. Daniel Bryan's gone to them. Daniel Bryan. As in, like... He's named Bryce. Yes. yes. Uh, oh. He's Brian Danielson now. He's reverted back to his true form. And, oh. oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so hype. They had so many cool debuts. Seeing Punk wrestle for the first time in seven years. It was... Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited for wrestling all of a sudden. <laughs> and there's so much promise that Bray Wyatt's been released and he could go there. And there's all these people are like, basically, NXT's going to die next week. Oh, okay. Just FYI. All of it. Oh, the golden era is done. Oh, right. Vince McMahon has decided that they're crap and he's taking control, and that will kill my favourite thing. Oh no! That's ever happened in wrestling. <laughs> so we've got one good episode left of the Triple H era, and then it goes to die. They've released a new um, logo that is looks like uh, Neil Buchanan's off cast from fucking Heart Attack, <laughs> and it's gonna be sucky because they've said that you can't have anyone who's older than thirty who is an independent wrestler or is a midget. Which basically means that anyone <laughs> shorter than six foot in Vince McMahon eyes is a midget. Right. So that's seventy five percent of the roster that apparently doesn't fit the new edict. They're gonna have to get rid of them. So that's maybe quite miserable. But then I watched that show this morning and it made me real happy. So like, but all the cool people have gone. Like, yes, Perfect Ten's gone. Like, yes. I mean, I've to AEW. No idea. Oh, he's over there. Now, yeah, yeah. Except he um, can't do ten. Yeah. That's that's, that's his defining characteristic. Yeah. Adam Cole, who was NXT's one of NXT's best things, he showed up last night. He's gone over there now. Basically, all the exodus of all my cool people are going over there. I'm like, fucking Daniel Bryan's there. Why Who else was good in that? Like, the, the glorious guy? Uh, oh, no, he's dying of and deaths on SmackDown. He's oh, just okay. one of the guys now. Right. It's miserable. Don't be so sad. I'll tell you about it at the end of the year. Yep. You thought last year was bad. <laughs> uh, it's not quite as bad as last year yet, but... 
I suck by wired. It's getting close. Um, <laughs> the one good character. The about one it. good character. Shang Chi. Um, <laughs> so we get to the post grid, but the the the, the end end. And um, the ending scene. Before we very quickly do that. Go on. My favorite gag. It it was the comedy was working, but not like laugh at ladies. The occasional like. Hmm, hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wong is basically becoming cameo king. And right. I'm very okay with this. More than okay with this. <laughs> so, we do get a quick fight against him against the Abomination. Mm. It's a much more of a non-event than the trailers would have you believe. That's a weird situation as well. Like, he's apparently taking the Abomination out of the raft to take part yeah. in online gambling fights. Got to keep okay. the lights on at the Sanctum Centaurum somehow, I guess. <laughs> and he's got the nerve to turn around to Doctor Strange in the trailer and be like, don't cast spells. Right, I'm off to do some illegal shit. <laughs> It's fine, it's happening in Macau, that's like fucking international waters, it's fine. <laughs> There's monkey knife fight up after them next, so it's fine. So, it's a bit of a non-event, admittedly. We don't even hear... I don't even know they've bothered to get um, What's-His-Face back to be Abomination. They did. They got Tim Roth to do the noises he does. <laughs> so, that's yeah. a bit funny. But anyway, they got... Um, he appears at the end, basically, to drag... Shang-Chi kicking and screaming into the Avengers universe. <laughs> Come on, you signed up to the crossovers, you go in with me. <laughs> exactly. So um, he turns up, and that's the end the way the film ends. Mm. The bit I'm guessing is your favourite bit. Yes. All the way through the movie, Katie describes her fighting style as confusion. In that whenever she's in a bed to have a fight, she will just start singing very loudly Hotel California by the Eagles. Yep, and there's like scenes of them doing karaoke. There are in the trailers yep. as well. Uh, when uh, someone's about to start fighting her when they're on the side of the, the, the building, someone lands and goes, In a dark desert highway! <laughs> Which is nice. And I thought, that's a strange choice, but alright. <laughs> Little did we know, of course. The two, the karaoke seed and the Hotel California seed would be all beautifully merged into watching Shang-Chi, Katie and Wong drunkly sing Hotel California <laughs> to send us home. <laughs> Is this because they knew that people wouldn't be happy to see Captain Marvel so they thought we're going to have to do some karaoke? Yeah. So yeah, we get, um, we get Bruce uh, in human form, yeah. still with a broken arm, mm-hmm. but he's human now. Um, and we get Carol Danvers turn up as well. Um just to kind of talk about the the rings they're now giving off a beacon to something. Yeah, so they've they've had to take out the whole. These rings are from space future technology. Yeah, yeah. and gone it's very vague, very vague. And now we, now that their bracelets are not rings and not magic, it's mm. fucking. So who the fuck is that calling out to? Because that's not in the comics. Exactly. They have one go. It's not us. Cal Danville goes. They're not alien tech, as far as we're aware. There's something much more ancient than that. Mm. So. We don't know. It's a nice tease. Mm. It's reminiscent of um, who's Peter Quill's dad at the end of Guardians 1, of like, you shouldn't have been able to do this, your dad is something very ancient, etc. So that's a nice setup for who might be coming. I don't think in the comic books, like, I feel like in some of the interpretations, the rings come from the Fing Fang Foom, so maybe he is coming, and that definitely wasn't him. Maybe? What? They're, they're like a specific race of alien tech in the books, aren't they? Something like that. It's so. been retconned a couple of times, I think. So it could be anybody. There's no one that jumps out. Now, if by the time we get Chang Chi 2, we've got mutants. It could always be the Shi'ar Empire. That's true. They're one of the big alien races that we haven't touched on yet, so it could be them, and that's a backdoor way to introduce a few characters that way. But it's a nice hook, mm. I'll give him that. Um... Carol pieces out pretty quickly, saying she's got to go deal with something. 
presumably we'll see the event of that call in the Marvels, which is next year. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, they just say, we could go home and get some rest. Oh! oh. We're going <laughs> to California! <laughs> and he's, he's, he's clearly fucked. Yeah. <laughs> they've, they've gone out and got one of the most powerful sorcerers in the universe. Fucking pissed. <laughs> Doctor Strange had such a corrupting influence on him. He was just a little book nerd who looked after a library. Now he's like eating Ben and Jerry in <laughs> fight ring. He's singing out of California. Oh, I, I'm, I'm all for the emancipation of Wong and just yeah. him getting to come out. <laughs> Unbreakable Wong. <laughs> um, so that was neat. We do get a second one, but it's it's very much saying up what appears to be a... a Ten Rings TV series. A Ten Rings TV series. So um, Zhai Ling, we're told in the first post credit scene, has gone back to dismantle the Ten Rings. Turns out, nah, she's taking over it. I have a small theory about this. Yes. I reckon this may have been shot on the quick after they went, mm, don't think we're going to be using all those Black Widows we set up in the last movie. Thanks, Scarlet. Yeah. But don't worry, here's some other cool women dressed in black who know Kung Fu. I don't need to worry about the Black <laughs> Widows. They're not going to come up one again. One of them was in this film. Yeah, they had one. They chucked was... her against the window. Um, she he was she was fighting a extremist dude. Yes. So that was nice. I, f- I was I was keeping my eyes peeled. Like surely there'll be I a cameo here. Be, so I was expecting the hand. I was expecting. I do some metal claws. Something would yeah. shop up in like the background, but because I, I was convinced, phase four would be there'll be a, mar- a mutant in every movie, mm. but alas, not happening. Not how it's going to um, be. So I think that's everything I wanted to mention. I think yeah. I like I said, I'm excited for a sequel. I think they leave enough stuff in the up in the air that there's they. I'm looking forward to seeing him interact with other people. Yes, this seems to point that he's going to maybe pop up in Multiverse Madness. Maybe. Could be. The the timeline of events is kind of confused at the moment. Over. Oh, if the, if the Beacon's calling out a nightmare, that would work. I don't see why it would, because mm. he doesn't really fit. I feel like that's already going to be quite a busy movie, given mm. everything they're setting up. I don't know if he's anything more than like how Doctor Strange was in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, right. I yeah. like it's a quicker like drop-in, drop-out type of thing. Mm. But, yeah, I think... I don't think this will be the best Marvel movie this year. No, unfortunately not. Oh, that's a big a big fucking shout from me there, I think. But, you know, the fact that it's a fight for second place and it's probably mm. got it in the bag. I mean, we can't speak to Eternals yet, but, you know. God, I am looking forward to that, but that could just go anyway. Yeah. But I I liked it. It's going to feel... I, I think it's going to appear pretty high on my end of year list. Again, it's not been a stellar year so far, and there's still the threat that they might delay Eternals and Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, because if this underperforms, it's looking like that's going to happen. It has done second best to Black Widow in terms of the entirety of the pandemic era openings. It did better than Fast 9, so that's a feather in its cap. That is something. Uh, And I feel like it's actually broken Labor Day records in America for Labor Day weekend Mm. um, over like Halloween or something from a few years ago. So, good. Obviously, they're going to have to grade it on a scale of like, what would this have done had it not been COVID times and kind of scale that up and see what that would have been like. And hopefully there'll be enough to say, okay, we can put Eternals out or structure a deal where they'll put it out on Disney Plus, but given all the backlash over the Scarlett Hansen contract thing, they'll find a way to keep yeah. everyone sweet. We'll see. And you can't ignore the critical reception because I feel like the critical reception to Black Widow was tepid. I know mm. it doesn't necessarily mean box office dollar, but this one reviewed very highly. Mm. So I just, I really... Possibilities. Because I, I worry that any delay to Eternals will then delay Spider-Man. They're oh, already oh, just delayed. the Russo's won't come back now. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. There's, a, there's money. Yeah. We can... Everyone's got a prize. Give them the keys to a Spider-Verse film. That would be dope. 
We're getting a Spider-Verse film. I want another one. <laughs> um, I mean like an animated Spider-Verse. Because the Russo haven't done animation, so that'll be interesting to see. Mm, that's a very good point. Jesus Christ, motocross is here again. Let's plug away. That's a nice point to end. <laughs> you can go and find me on a motocross uh, on Twitter and Instagram and add that might go in. Uh, you can find Darren on Twitter and Instagram and add the Guttridge. You can find the site on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and username Valiant. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you can pick up an RSS feed under the username Valiant or Valiant Podcast, depending on the service you are using. And of course, go to fansentainment.com for more podcasts, more articles and more stuff from me. And Darren, there we go. Shang-Chi, 25 of these movies down mm-hmm. and it's only been 10 years well 12 I guess I don't know so much more to go just a quick thing on what's coming up if you haven't listened already you can go back and listen to us talk about the latest Pokemon Direct and also do our pitches for Pokemon spin-offs um, are you going to watch Free Guy yes eventually watch Free Guy cool have you um, seen it I've seen Free Guy oh shit okay cool Free Guy is good um, we Probably gonna get venom at some point. Although that yeah, might I get think, delayed. Well, I think I've I've actually still got down here for September. I think it's been bumped to October now. Mm. But we still got no time to die before the end of the month. Yeah, no time to die is definitely coming. Uh, last night in Soho is still coming out in October, although I think it's now a week or two later yeah. than anticipated. I think so. The reviews for June have started coming out, so I have to think that's not getting delayed. Mm. So mm, it's looking a bit. Dicey. <laughs> the trailer does look fucking cool. Yes. So I'm definitely going to watch it. But yeah, those are just the types of things. We have got a PlayStation Direct coming up on Thursday that people are touting as a big deal. We might have to do an episode on that. And there is thoughts that there's almost always a Nintendo Direct in the first few weeks of um, September as well. So we, if we get enough out of that, we'll probably do um, a coverage oh, would of that, that be, as well. Would that, be character, would that be the last Smash character if they do that? I'd have thought so. I think they're ready to see the back of that game now. So yeah. I would have thought... That's what that will be. And it's I going mean, to be disappointing no matter who it is. Probably. but <laughs> Unless it's Crash, which it won't be. It might be. Um, um, the Crash boat sailed. I feel like it might be Master Chief. Halo 6 coming out. Yeah. Like, I mean, it doesn't help them that they're advertising someone else's console, but mm. them and Microsoft have got a weird relationship going on at the moment, so who knows. But we'll have to play, uh, play it safe on that one and just see what because I mean it might be a big deal they might show more Breath of the Wild stuff they might announce some fucking games that'd be nice um, <laughs> Metro Dread's coming so they can talk about that so we shall see and there is a DC fandom but I think that's October as well yeah that's got some panels <laughs> we're getting a Batman trailer for definite we're getting I think we're getting the Black Adam tease mm. we're getting more information about Suicide Squad and more importantly more information about Gotham Knights Ah, yes. Oh, yeah, the games, of course. And Fury of the Gods, I imagine. There'll be Shazam stuff as well. I think it's behind the scenes it's been flagged. Mm. I don't think they've got deep enough into filming to do anything for that. That's fine. We shall see. All that and more coming up on Fair Entertainment very soon. Thank you very much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you in the next pop score. Bye, everybody! Bye!